What's up, what's up, y'all? This is your host, Lita Johnson, on the Follow Leader Sports Podcast. We are here, Villanova over radio. What's up, y'all? Hunter Dickinson is with Kansas. I know everybody disappointed Nova. Hey, a good program, got it. And the one good thing about that is, like I always say, it's good for Villanova to be involved with top prospects. It's always good for them to be involved with the top basketball players in the country. So, the number one transfer portal guy, Hunter Dickinson, goes to Kansas. It was always Villanova in Kansas. Maryland was always considered, but it was always Villanova in Kansas. That's just it. Um, Bill Self is the man out there. He's he's the guy. He's going to get top recruits. That's just how it is. And now Kyle Neptune is always, who's always battling with the top colleges in the country. That's what the big thing about Nova should know that is always in contention now. See, last year wasn't like that. You know, Neptune came along. He had to give his own scholarships. El Marco Jackson, Zayden High. We know about Deshaun Harris-Smith, who was also recruited by Jay Wright. I mean, Kyle Neptune is doing his thing. And then Ashley Howard is doing his due diligence on the side, you know, as a person that's just helping him. You know, he's not hired, but he's a guy that's still helping the Villanova program. Baker Dunleavy, back to be the GM, to run the NIL. NIL is big out there in high school. NIL deals are huge. People got to get their money up. That's just how it is now because now you can pay high school prospects outside of the country. You can pay them anywhere. There's so many brands that can attach to your athletes, to your schools, to your programs. It's a whole new fighting game now. It's like free agency. It's like the NFL, NBA free agency out there in high school. It's a grown man game. Hunter Dickinson is going to be an NBA draft prospect out there. He is going to be a guy to be looked at for the 2024 draft. I mean, right now, it's a late first round. Um, could be early second round, but he's developing that three-point shot. It could put him high to top 20. If you look at Kansas and you look at Villanova, Villanova is real good at getting people ready for the NBA, as you can see the playoffs. Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson at New York, Michael Bridges playing for Brooklyn, Kyle Lowry playing for the Heat. I mean, Nova does it. And so... That's what makes them such a – it's like Duke, Kentucky, then Nova. When you talk about who is a program that either has the NBA talent that comes to them already or develops it. Villanova's the best at developing NBA talent. And that's why heavy consideration was there. But if it wasn't for Justin Moore, Hunter Dickinson wouldn't have been there. He was the bell cow for that one. You know what I mean? They were great friends. Both of them were cool since high school in DeMatha. You know, so those two, um, that was big. He came to the interview. I mean, he came to the visit, and Dixon was here for a couple of days uh, hearing from the coaching staff. Now I can unload a lot to y'all, you know, hearing from the coaching staff. They was they were great vibes. When Dickinson came on campus, great vibes. I heard about it the uh, second day. I won't tell y'all what coach name out of respect. But, yes, Villanova coaches, uh, I'm real cool with the staff. Um Shout out to uh, Coach Halkovich is doing a great job already at Buffalo. Um, still in contact with him. 
Um, it's big. It's big for Nova to be in a battle for the top transfer in the country. Not only that, it's so many. Uh, Luther Somerville, Luther Somerville, I mean, Luther Somerville was a guy they were in cahoots with, you know, but they wanted him to commit in 2023. They wanted him here now. So that lets you know, Nova wants a big man right now. They want one. Matter of fact, to even get on that, let's talk about the guys that are available. Because we can talk about Hunter Dickinson and it looked great and, you know, everything was good. It was good vibes on his side. It was good vibes on Nova's side. They were definitely, it was Villanova, Kansas, and um, Merlin, no question. But what jumped in front of Merlin was Kentucky. Once Kentucky showed interest, here it come. I mean, I'm just to be real, I mean, I'm not going to um, just say this the best way without disrespecting anybody in any programs. Um, Merlin just couldn't compete with Villanova, Kentucky, and Kansas in a lot of ways. But for them to be competing was big also. So you got to get Merlin's program the last couple of years has really, really went up and really did their thing. And it's great. It's great. They're going to be a competitive program next year. It's going to be a good team. They're going to be in the tournament. I expect them to be in the tournament. So uh, no, congratulations to Merlin. Um, no question. But this was between Villanova and Kansas at the end. It wasn't Kentucky. Kentucky came late. Kansas, when they came aboard, made a great impression. It was between Villanova and Kansas. They had to do NIL. You know what I mean? Everybody's on the same. Villanova's in a very good place for NIL now, like very good place. So they can get anybody out the country. So it was all about where he wanted to go. And, you know, um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he chose Kansas. Nova was very close. You know, after the commitment, you know, you start finding out. Yeah, Nova was very close. It wasn't even that. Wasn't like, oh, Kansas, no. You could have chose Nova or Kansas, just like that. I mean, it reminds me of a recruitment between Noah, Noah Kane, when it was between Penn State and, you know, um, people looked at LSU, Texas. They were looking at so many, and it was, it was, it was, it was a game-time decision for him. He woke up the next morning, Noah Kane woke up the next morning, and it was a hard decision, and he made the Penn State decision. This was a hard decision for Dickinson. I mean, do y'all see how, you know, when when he, he he put out that he was leaving Michigan because Michigan was also, I, I didn't try to drop an article. And his last choice was returning to Michigan. And I think Hunter Dickinson wanted to get it clear that he was not returning to Michigan. It was so many different people on that list. You had Kentucky, Kansas, Georgetown. They were all on this list. And the la- on the last of the list was returning to Michigan. I think that's what made him put that out. Because he's not returning to Michigan. He's leaving Michigan. That is it. And so that's why he put that out. Michigan, I love you. I'll always be a Michigan man through a process, but I'm leaving. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So then everybody was saying so many speculation and when he would commit, you know. First, like I say, Isaac Trotter put it out. 247, shout out to Isaac Trotter. Who knows why he put that out? I mean, there are always reasons. You know, he he probably heard this and heard that. There was so much stuff going on, right? But that's why I stayed close to the source to see what's going on. And I will always get a text or or a confirmation that no. So I put out after me hearing, because I retweeted Isaac Trotter's article. But then after hearing, um, after talking, you know, I talked to some Villanova coaches on the phone at the time. I was talking to a couple of them. And one said, my sources say he's not committing today. 
So I'm like, oh, for real? So they said this on two, because I'm trying to believe 247, you know, he, he, well, he's a, he's a writer for 247. You just can't let him represent all of 247. Because also, after I put out my tweet about, hey, um, I'm hearing from a source that he's not committing today. Now, I heard from Isaac Trotter, because I also put who I heard it from, because if I put something, I'm going to say it. Look, I heard from Isaac Trotter, he was committing today, but I also heard from a source, a close Villanova source. When I say it's close Villanova source, those are always coaches. <laughs> those are always coaches, more, more than likely the coaches or the family or, you know, friends that are involved with the decision-making, you know, just around them all the time and know they can say something, okay? Which, which is always family. Okay, but more than time, nine times out of ten, I say about seven times out of ten, it's the coaches, man. When I say close with an oversource, it's the coaches. Okay, so you only hear me say coaches when I'm on this podcast. I'll say close with an oversource on Twitter. Okay, so I mean, as it went down, I put that down, and then I see Travis Banham put it up after I put it up, and I said, "Oh, well, it's two to one." So he not committed. He didn't commit. So the next day came, and then the next day, and then, you know, I think he just finally wanted to make that happen because it was so much going on. Like, oh, goodness gracious, everybody's saying this. And yeah, I mean, some, now I'm hearing, I'm looking at Twitter followers. I'm not listening to no Twitter followers. I mean, they just want to be a part of the mania. The ones that are saying, oh, he's going to come here. Oh, I just heard there's a deal going on. Oh, he's coming here. Oh, my God, shut up. I'd have been heard all that. If you ain't heard it from me, it ain't nothing. It's not nothing. So um, he goes to Kansas. Kansas going to have a good team. They got a good unit around there. They got people coming. Self is trying to go for that title, just like Neptune trying to go for it. All right. Now let's talk about who's next. Thomas Sorber had an interview, 2024 uh, Philadelphia product, uh, four-star center, had a visit. I was on the phone with a Villanova coach, and he was like, yo, he's here. Okay. They want a center. They want one. They want one for the recruiting class, and they want one now. So if, if it's a 2023 center, you know, 2023 prospect like Papa Kante, yes, he is on the list. People like Syracuse, Penn State, Alabama, Providence, Texas, Memphis, St. John's. And, of course, Georgetown, who's get they're all involved. And Villanova are all involved with the South Kent product, New York prospect, a four-star prospect, one of the top ten centers in 2023. They're involved with them. That is, yes. That is definite. Six ten, two fifteen, athletic, good on both sides of the floor. Um, definitely a player that will be a good addition to the twenty twenty three class with Jordan Dumont. They've been trying to add guys to that class, at least one more prospect, and it is a big man. They want a big man, so that's their big thing on twenty twenty. They can add one right now. He will be a part of that class. He will be a part of it. And looking at how many scholarships they have, they can get a recruit and they can get a transfer. So it's really it's something to look at for Villanova, and it's interesting to see that they're in. You know, he was a Michigan commit. He was a Michigan commit, and now he's not anymore. Um, that's interesting to see how that goes. Looking at their list of programs, Villanova has a super chance 
to try to really be a part of something special. And I'll talk about that, that um, great Villanova team coming up this year. A lot of people are just so, like, it's crazy how people are toward it. Now, also, looking at Villanova and who is in cahoots and who is trying to talk to Villanova. Grant Nelson's another player. Grant Nelson from North Dakota State, 17 points, 9 rebounds, 1.7 blocks. A player that would be a great addition to Villanova. And Grant Nelson, you know, like we don't know how much Papa Kente is going to hear from people, but right now he's not going to hear as many people, as hear as much from people as Grant Nelson would. Transfer Portal is, you know, I was talking to uh, one of my guys, man, uh, Bill Ingram, He's in charge of the real uh, – he's one of the guys that's responsible for Real Deal in the Rockets, the AU that happens in Arkansas. It's a big one. Um, and, you know, just talking about the transfer portal. You know, a lot of people are kind of frustrated. Some people – it's good and bad vibes, but you're going to have good and bad. It's like free agency. It's good and bad vibes for that too. It is what it is. But, um, you know, the portal was more sought after than just recruits people are saying, but it's not like that. The portals for guys can play right now. They've already proven themselves in college. Of course, they're going to want to go after, but what makes it good for recruiting, you can get those type of recruits. You can get Papa Cantes, and, and, and some people will be off of them, not as high on them, you know, or uh, not looking at them as important as many would back in the day before the portal. Because the portal now, you're looking for guys that can play immediately. And then programs would be so on the portal that they'll lay off these recruits like Papa Cante. They'll lay off certain recruits, period, certain top recruits. So it'll be easier for you to send your staff in to get this recruit because you got programs that are looking at portal guys. Grant Nelson, for instance, he has Kentucky, Gonzaga, Kansas, Alabama, Arkansas, Villanova, Florida State, Miami. They're all recruiting them. St. John's, you know, Patino is in there. Houston, Houston's in the portal because, you know, they're, they want to stay hot as a program. So, you know, they want to go get these guys. Grant Nelson will be a guy that's going to be a battle to get, just like with Hunter Dickinson. If you got Kentucky and, and you got Gonzaga and Kansas all in that mode in Alabama, this is going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be a tug of war. And and you hear people talk. I hear a lot of, uh, I see, you know, it's a lot of, uh, if I if I don't get to some responses, I just don't, you know, on, on social media, but. I saw one that was like, oh, this this program is this, this program is that. that no, don't talk about programs like that, man. These programs are good programs, especially Kentucky's, and you have to really, really open your eyes to what's really going on. Kansas, Kentucky are hard fights. They're going to be Gonzaga. If they're going hard, they're going to be hard fights. But Villanova's right there. People respect the coaches. They respect the way Villanova played. They respect their coaches. They're one year. They're a couple of years removed from a Final Four. And they just got a new coach. Everybody understands the transition to college basketball. That's why they want to get to these guys for Nova start getting to them because they know Nova is going to be in the loop. It's not going to be like last year. Neptune gets a whole year to start off his culture, a whole year to before, a whole year before the next year to put his culture in. He knows what he's going to get. He knows the roster now. So, even recruiting is more turned up than the world. 2023, he came in and for the offers he put out and for him to be in the top schools for these guys that fast, 
was remarkable. And now, and now, 2024 is more, even more, even more big. You got more offers, more people interested. People are interested in Nova fast. I talked to Marcus Allen, one of the best guards uh, in the nation, two-way players, real good player. Has Villanova very high. Sir Muhammad has Villanova in the top six. Has Villanova very high. Thomas Sorber just visited. Talked to him. Um, I'll get an interview soon. He loves Villanova. Malik Thomas, 2025, loves Villanova. Dante Allen loves Villanova. Boogie Flan, he visited Villanova before he even got an offer. He made that one of his priorities to visit Villanova, even when Jay Wright left. That was when I talked to him. That was he was like, I want to visit Villanova. <laughs> He's like, I like Villanova, how they guards play. I mean, you start seeing the product of players going to the pros and prospects like that. Kyle Neptune, I don't know what people think. Listen, the assistant coaches have names in recruiting, man. They have big names in recruiting. I mean, look at Payne. Look at Kenny Payne. Why do you think the Duke people trust their coach so much? Before um, Dean Smith left, Roy Williams. There are so many assistant coaches just like coaches have big names because they go out there and put out the work. You know, of course, the head coach has to come to approve, has to – you know, see this guy, but they go out there and recruit these guys. They go out there. They go out there and they put their names out there. When you talk to recruits, they, they're not saying head coaches. The, the first person they're saying is in charge of recruiting is the assistant coach for football or basketball. Neptune has been there all those years Jay Wright was winning. Neptune was the top guy. I even talked to one of the Villanova coaches that was with him around that time, just recently, a couple of days ago, and I was talking about the whole unit between Baker Dunleavy and Neptune's name comes up a thousand times every time, all over Villanova, all over recruiting fields. Neptune knows how to recruit. You're saying you know how to coach? That's crazy to say he don't know how to coach. It's because he came here to a team he didn't get the full run with, you know, right out of nowhere. Neptune, I need you. I want you to replace me. And he does this job for a 500. Fordham had two wins before he came. That lets you know he can coach when he got made him 16 and 16 instead of 2 and 16. That should let you know something. So you should be excited about him getting the full throttle and being able to execute. Look what he did at the end of the year, having those guys play hard through an injured Justin Moore. Now you got a healthy Justin Moore through a rookie point guard and, and a freshman point guard and Mark Armstrong. Not knowing where to put these guys. And, you know, even through my criticism in the middle of the year, he capitalized on that through through fans criticism through my criticism i had one time where i just finally had to come out i got i you know i always keep it 100 percent real you know i say oh people y'all gotta get off neptune yeah i, I had my criticism but i always supported him always because i knew what he could do and it's like i don't know if he heard through the trees or whatever but it seemed like he was ready he really did a good job at the end of the season and getting them boys to fight against big-time schools, and some of them that just wasn't, God was just better. Or they just, just wasn't ready. The schools for Naheem McLeod, you know, Syracuse is there, St. John's, here comes Patino, Gonzaga, Arizona, Texas, 
course, Georgetown's in there. Memphis is in there. Butler is in there. They just got a Posh Alexander in there. They're trying to get more going. Rutgers is in there. These are schools all going for Naheem McLeod. And if you see my interview with him, um, my interview with him for 247 Sports, uh, it's on VU Sports. He's very interested in Villanova. Loves the way they develop big men. Loves the way they do their guards. Lo- thinks that this university could take him to the next level. He loves all the schools that are recruit. He said all of them are calling him constantly every day. He is one of the sought-after centers. Naheem McLeod, straight from Philadelphia, played at Plymouth White Marsh, is a guy that Villanova is after. Um, 6'11", 235, Grant Nelson. Yes, I, I love to have any, any any one of these guys. I mean, I, any one of these guys. But, but going to Naheem McLeod, he has put the stamp down on how much Villanova, out of all these schools, I see Villanova being the number one school that he's interested in. Of course he loves Gonzaga. Of course he loves St. John. But you're talking about, and the one thing he emphasized, I asked him about coming home. Yes, he would love to come home. This is where people support him. This is a big thing for him. And he loved, the thing is, he's familiar with Villanova. He's always loved Villanova coaches. Naheem McLeod was one of the top recruits in the country. Uh, 40, 40 point games. This man was unbelievable, right? But um, you go and you feel like you don't go where you want to go. So you go to junior college, and he became one of the top guys at junior college. And he got on a big-time class at Florida State. But he wants more involvement with him. And Villanova is definitely willing to do that. Villanova is willing to do that. They have big confidence in Naheem McLeod. Seven foot four. I'm going to say it again, 255, agile. And when you got a guy like Mark Armstrong, but any of these guys, Grant Nelson, high-level player, energy, can, can you know, good quick first step. Two good players we're looking at right now. Thomas Sorber is another guy also mentioned for 2024 players. So we're talking about a guy being recruited in 2024, a guy being recruited in 2023, and Papa Kante. And we're talking about two guys in the transfer portal and Grant Nelson and Naeem McLeod. Villanova's working. Not to mention, I asked about because, you know, I hear Nova fans talking all the time. You know, I try to. Who knows if something went past Lita Johnson? Who knows if something went past Lita Johnson? So I ask Trey Patterson. I ask the coach, I say, Trey Patterson and then in the Joku, are they going in the transfer portal? Are they, are they not in the plans? Are they, how much do you think of them? How much time do you think they get this year? Is it important time? I got to ask all this important time because, of course, people are going to say, yeah, they're cool, but, uh, you know, we're going to do this with this recruit and we have this guy coming in and they'll have to wait and or they're just, yeah, they're, they're good players right now. They're on our roster. They they talk good about them, but they won't talk good about them as far as future. The biggest thing they'll say if a guy is not going to get time is like, yeah, he's a, he's a good kid, you know, a big guy. I mean, he's on our team. Kind of like how Detroit did DeAndre Swift. <laughs> they asked about DeAndre Swift. <laughs> Coach said, he's on our team. That's about the coldest thing you can say. That's the coldest thing you can say. Usually he's like, he's a good kid and we'll see what happens. And no, that's not what the coaches of Villanova said. Nothing to their recollection at all. And then the, the the rave reviews about Trey. Trey is good. Trey is Trey is good. We see Trey getting his time this year. Oh, Trey is good. Yeah. 
Trey's a good player. We see him contributing, yes. Nana Najoku, when he, when they went to Nana, oh my God. Whoo, Nana, the athletic ability, what he can do with his size. Man, we see Nana being great for the future, great with this team, definitely getting a lot of time, a lot of push. And people don't know about Nana. Nana, they sleep on Nana. This is what they said. They sleep on Nana. They don't know about Nana. Villanova, all the stuff people are saying, Chris Archer Diacono, uh, I remember they were saying, oh, he could trend. No, Chris is a, he's not going to be your superstar player. No, but he's going to be a good player, play good defense, make the good passes, can shoot the outside shot. Is not going to make mistakes, will contribute to this team. But what they say about Trey and, 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 and Nana, especially people thought Nana was going to transfer. Or if they get another center, oh, man, that, it's, no, that, that doesn't mean Nana's going to, what do, you, what do you mean? Nana's 6'10", 245. He can play the four and the five. Nana's going to get absolute time. Villanova loves to move their guys around on different positions. I mean, Caleb Daniels played small forward. He played point guard. He played, he played shooting guard. I mean, Dante DiVincenzo played some three, played point, played shooting guard. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? When the Villanova coaching staff says they have favor in you, they don't have time to – the way Villanova runs their coach, they don't have time to BS, man. They got to put you in the system, and the offense. You have to mean something to them. They're not going to just talk because they they will automatically say, "Well, yeah, you know, he's a he's a he's a good kid. We like him. Uh, he's a good player. Uh, we'll see what happens, you know." But to talk about him and put rave reviews on these guys, that's when you know that Villanova is headed for that. And they're important because, you know, soon Moore is going to be gone. Dixon's going to be gone. Bamba's going to be gone. Hart's going to be gone. They're important for the future if anyone looks at this. And if they even they get a 2023 guy, 2024 guy, Nana and, and Trey are going to be right in the front for their playing time. So I think people need to be a little bit more smart to what they're saying. Just start looking at things, too, because that's what I'm thinking when I see it. But I just got to go to the coaches like, well, maybe – Maybe these guys talk to coaches. Maybe some of these followers actually talk to the coaches. I don't know. Might see them walking past or something. You know, nobody talks to them. Because when I start talking to them, they're like, no, we're not talking about getting rid of Nana. No, we see. I mean, when they, the the stuff that they say, (laughs) like, what? Is this what people think? (laughs) Listen, Nova Nation, have confidence in Villanova. This is what they do. Um... Jordan Dumont is a guy I want to talk about because now it's time to talk about the top 15 statement I made on Twitter. First thing is this. When they got Bamba, I said top 15, still top 15. I mean, all they needed, this is what people need to understand because I see some things, they got to play together. They got to play together. Eric Dixon and Justin Moore have been on this team for a minute, right? Jordan Longino has been here for a minute, right? How's the Armstrong have a second year, right? Trey Patterson has been here for a minute, right? Nana Njoku, these guys needed last year. <laughs> That's what they needed. I mean, they needed last year, and then they need uh, they needed one year in Neptune's offense. And another thing, you needed a healthy Moore and a healthy Longino. This is what you're getting this year. Your superstar comes back. Moore, he comes back. I mean, Moore definitely had to come in and get used to an offense. 
They let him do what he's going to do, but he wasn't used to it yet. It's going to be like that. Now you got Mark Armstrong. Because last year, it kind of was like, where's the point guard? Because they were bringing Armstrong off the bench. He was not the starter. You know, Khalid was around to be like the starting type of ball handler. And they had Chris Archidiacono, you know. They didn't know who was it. But now Mark Armstrong is your general. When you have a general that's first. Chemistry, I mean, your two best players been here. They came into to this together. Justin Moore came, Eric Dixon, they were the first two commits on that class, which I predicted. Yeah, I predicted that one. And um, they're still here. Jordan Longino, he's been here. Trey Patterson, he's been here. These are guys that help the locker, that help the, the locker room, that help the team all come together on that point. Now it's the Neptune factor. They already had one year with his offense. Now you're going into the second year in his offense and the way he does things, and everybody's going to be used to that. You should be scared, the people who are against Nova. You should be scared. People who love Nova, you should be excited because this is the second year they're in this offense in this way of playing. Hakeem Hart is going to be spectacular, man. Um, he'll have he'll be all over the floor. I mean, I talked to one of the coaches that was like he can also bring the ball up. I mean, he's a good ball handler. So he's a guy that can play three, four, three, and play the two. And they they're confident with him handling the ball while other guys are around him. Villanova has shooters. Bomb one thing Bomb and Hart can both do, they're efficient from the three point line. Hart, he's long, length, and athletic. Great in transition. Bomba, the same thing. Well, I don't know about long. It's not as long as Hart. But great in transition. Can shoot from the three. Can create his own shot. You have now Justin Moore, Hart, and Bomba. All of them can create their own shot. All of them can play the garbage. Then you got a power forward. To, you got a front court player. Power, can play power forward or center. Shoot from the three. Post you up. Play defense. You're looking at the top 25. I mean, looking at the experience Villanova has. There isn't too many people with that type of experience, that type of scoring. And we're talking, yes, we're talking about a top 15 team. They're already going to be able to play. You got guys like Hart who knows some of these. A lot of these Philly guys know him. A lot of the high school guys remember how good Hart was with Roman Catholic. He was sought after by many programs. And now he's back in Nova. He's back at Villanova. He is back at Villanova. What I mean by that, he's back in Philly. Let me put that in better terms. He's back in Philly. He's back where he wants to play. Just like, you know, DeAndre Swift back with the Eagles. Alumide, uh, if I say his last name right, my guy, my guy Alumide Zacco, he's a receiver signed by the Eagles. He played with DeAndre Swift at St. Joe's Prep. Danae Carter, I'll talk about that on the next, because I got another one after this. I got another one after this. Villanova, talk about Villanova football and the women's program which has just got a great commit in Danae Carter from Philadelphia. This is going to be a good unit. This Villanova unit is ready, man. They're great eight ready. How are they not great? Justin Moore is one of the best players in college basketball. 
the best player in the Big East. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm looking at the Big East Championship, and I'm looking at a great eight possibility. Sweet, sweet 16 at the least. That could happen. You could see him in Sweet 16. Be proud of that. But with Moore and Dixon ready like they are with a bomba in heart, now you got experience in production. Oh, this team is going to be ready, man. Now, if they get a Grant Nelson, a Naheem McLeod, that's going to be big. And this is notice, just notice, I expect Nana to get some time behind whoever plays center to use their side, Trey Patterson, whoever, you know, they're going to go in and get some minutes to help the front court eat. That's one thing Neptune's going to focus on, getting those big men some time because they need the size. He didn't know what to do with them guys when he first came. He didn't recruit these guys. Now he's seeing them. This is going to be a different Villanova team. Everybody's so high, strong. Oh, last year was so bad. He's not a good command. Get out of here. Anybody that would have did a great job of getting them 20 wins, that would have been a super phenomenal. It was already a great job by uh, Neptune. It would have been a phenomenal job if you can come in here and get you a 30-win, 25-win team. They almost got 20 wins, so I got to go up. 25 wins at a team you don't know. I mean, that would have been a phenomenal coaching job. It was a good coaching job by Neptune. He display how tough Villanova was at the end and they will battle with you and battle. They got to that point where they started battling again, that team. It didn't look like that at first. It was just, they were all out of sync. You didn't see nothing. Like you saw a couple of this, a couple of that. You saw Cam Whitmore. That's what you saw. You was loving to see Cam Whitmore, but near the end of the season from the, from the conference tournament, from the end of the season to the conference tournament, they showed they were a tough team. Now you get even more talented. So who do I think? Do I think Naheem McLeod? You were asking for leaders' predictions again. We'll see what happens. But I'm high on that too. Just like I was with Hunter, I'm high on it. The only thing about Naheem right now, we don't see uh, he's not the number one transfer portal prospect in the nation. You know, everybody's not after him. Everybody in, in, in the whole country is not after him. He's not. He's taking all calls, and people are calling. Same thing with Grant Nelson. I mean, Grant Nelson, everybody's not after him. You look at Kentucky, but Kentucky and the the Kansas thing, that's always big. But now with Hunter Dickinson, the thing about that part is, do somebody want to go to Kansas depending on what's the time they will get? Next to Hunter Dickinson, did you want to be? Do you want to be center to start? Were they giving the power four position? That's the thing, right there. Villanova has that spot immediately open, the center position on the front court immediately open. Kentucky going for Grant Nelson. That's a big get for them. They're going to look. They didn't get Hunter Dickinson, so they're going to be like Villanova, one of those teams going for Grant Nelson. Gonzaga, another school, going for Grant Nelson. Alabama, going for Grant Nelson. That's a center spot open. So can Villanova, yeah, Villanova can snatch it from Kentucky, they can snatch it from Kansas. This that happened that Donna Dickinson chose Kansas. But Naheem McLeod, Villanova's clearly the top flight school on that list. You could talk about whatever, what team was in the tournament last year. Nobody has a history like Villanova. No one. 
no one has a history like Villanova. On that list. Villanova has one of the top histories, top coaches in college basketball. Top three. Naheem McLeod on that part. Naheem McLeod favors Villanova. We know through the interview. We don't know through Grant Nelson yet. I'm trying to get in contact with Grant. See where he is on that. But we don't know about him. But we know for sure Naheem McLeod told 247 Sports. Yes, Villanova's a high and high favor. He thinks they can take him to the next level. He loves the coaches. He's been loving them. The coaches think that, you know, coaches think that this guy, Naheem McLeod, can do big things at Villanova. All this has been already said. And next year, people are saying, oh, um, well, how's Nana going to get time? Nana, it, once again, it's 16-245. Eric Dixon's leaving. There's not one power forward in line to take over this spot. You got Trey Patterson. You got Nana. Next year also, the small forward position, Trey Patterson could take. Listen, they're going to get these guys time. Jordan Longino, there, there's a lot of talent on Villanova. But Naheem McLeod, automatically, you bring in one of the best defensive players in college basketball, period. Seven foot four. You try to drive on Villanova, it's going to be problems. Forget it. One guy I was talking about, uh, one follower put something up about, I uh, just saw it, um, free throw percentage. He had 40% from the field. He didn't go to the line that much, man. He didn't go to the line. Get out of here with that. That's the first thing. And the second thing, well, he averaged 60% from the free throw line in junior college. If you want to talk about free throw, okay, let's just go back to the past. In junior college, when he got more time to shoot, when he shot the free throw from the free throw line, free throw line more, he shot 60%. So you want to feel better about the 60? <laughs> Bottom line is he makes up for all that defense and the transition in the post-up game. He makes up for all that. He'll be a presence in the middle with all those shooters. And then you also got to understand that Villanova is going to develop him to be a better free throw shooter than what he was. This is how Villanova does. They develop Pascal. They develop Spellman. This is Villanova. They develop Caleb Daniels. This is Villanova. So you put a guy like that, he's going to make it real hard for anybody, point guards that want to drive in, guys who like to drive to the hole. You're going to have to think twice. You're going to have to think twice before you drive, before you try to, you know, come mid-range jumpers. This tall guy with long length seven foot four is going to block your shot. That would make Villanova hell with the shooters they got. Then the guy in the post, you're going to have to stop. You're going to have to get on Naheem McLeod. It's going to be some double teams because he's hard to guard at 7-4. So listen, y'all. This is the first segment. Villanova is definitely, whoever don't think that Villanova the top 15 team, I've seen somebody say, well, I saw 33 on somebody else's. Well, why don't you run with them? Why are you telling me about another analyst? This is Lita Johnson. Why are you telling me about somebody else? <laughs> talk to these guys every day. You know, I talk to these guys every other day. All the other analysts like, this is what I do. This is what we do. People are making their predictions. I'm just keeping it real, man. Villanova's there. 
Some people just don't want to believe in that. You want to say, oh, they ain't played together yet. Well, these guys are veterans. This is not NBA. This is college. Chemistry is important. They will have to get down. But one thing about chemistry that makes it one thing that can kind of back and forth chemistry or like help it, help the chemistry, the, the part of not having chemistry. One thing that can help that is when you have vets, guys have already played and impacted in their programs. Bamba and Hart have already done that. So now you bring two other vets and Eric Dixon and Justin Moore, they come together. They will. These guys will play together. They'll play together. They'll play together real good. Now, they won't be as good as they're going to be toward the end of the season because that's what chemistry does. There'll be some parts knocked off. There'll be some mistakes made. But they'll still be good. They'll still be competitive. They'll still be a top 25, top 15 team. Now, what the chemistry does, with chemistry, that, that could push them to top 10. Listen, if their chemistry gets on point with guys that score 16 a game, and one guy just had his uh, heart had 11 points a game, hitting from the three the way he does, and the way Mark Armstrong and Justin Moore will make him better at Villanova, he'll score even more. You know, he can score just 11. He can score 12. Or he could score 13. Hart, Bamba. I mean, of course, with Villanova, everybody's not going to score, you know, uh, 15, 16 a game because they like to share the ball. But they're going to eat. They're going to eat. So listen, y'all, I'm out of here. I'm going back to, uh, I'm going to go to the second Villanova podcast strictly for the football and for the women's sports. I'm out of here, y'all. This is Lita Johnson on Follow Lita. Let's motivate. I wanna see the heat follow the swallow. Taking the bike, bike, ball.